Thank you for tuning into the Chapel Valley Church Podcast. Today we wanted to share a special teaching from Pastor Jeremiah Jenin. We hope this message encourages you and builds a deeper level of faith in you. Thank you for joining us and enjoy this message. All right, well, good morning. And uh, I want to encourage you uh, to continue these conversations. How many of you know we're never in a, really in a rush to get out of here? Did you know that? So uh, you are welcome. We want you guys to make sure to pray with each other, introduce yourselves to each other um, after service, and just continue that fellowship as we go. Uh, we're going to get into our message this morning in just a moment, but first we want to just welcome everyone who is here joining us today and those who are joining us online. We're so glad that you're here, um, and we want to encourage everybody, if you could just take a moment and do this right now, if everybody could take a moment and fill out our online welcome card, you can do that at chapelvalley.org slash connect, and let us know that you're here, and let us know how we can be praying for you, um, and we appreciate you taking the time to do that. Also, uh, if you have an offering that you would like to bring to the Lord, you can do that at any point today at that same link. You can give at online at chapelvalley.org slash connect or slash give. Either one works. Um, But you can give online, but you can also give using our offering box located at the back of the sanctuary, um, and you can drop your offering in there as well. Just a couple of quick announcements uh, today. This Saturday, uh, starting at 9 a.m., we are going to be having a church work day, um, and there is a lot How many of you are thankful for the place the Lord's given us, right? I mean, you look around and you're like, yeah, this is like almost too good to be true. You know what I mean? Like there's times I drive up and I just start laughing because I'm like, look what God did. Like it's just so cool um, what the Lord has blessed us with. But we want to steward what he's given us well. And so I want to encourage you. uh, We're going to have a lot of different ways that you can help out. But there's some things we need to get done inside and outside um, and no matter what your abilities, no matter what, you, you know, your availability, even if you can only come for an hour or two, we're going to have opportunities for you to come and just let's have a heart for the house. You know, when we first moved here, uh, it, it was interesting because I was like, man, this doesn't really feel like home yet. And as you look around, like you look at it's a it, it was it was a different church. Right. There was a lot of tradition, uh, traditional look and feel. And it's not quite us. And I was like, Lord, this doesn't really even feel like our place yet. And I felt like the Lord was just leading me to, well, I start, start taking care of the place, start cleaning it up, start, start moving things around, start getting things ready, and it will become your place, it will become your home. And there's just something about when you steward what God has given you, where you actually take a different level of ownership, right? It's one thing to be here, but it's another place for this to be home. And, and so we want to encourage you, come and join us, and let's serve, and let's just take care of the home that the Lord's given us. Um, we're going to be starting at 9 a.m., uh, but it's going to be going throughout the day. So even if you're only able to serve for an hour or two, uh, we want to encourage you to stop by um, and help us out. we got a lot to do. Uh, also, we are going to be having a church tailgate party. Anybody like food? Yeah. All right. Then you're a candidate to come. And yes, there will be a football game on that we will be watching. Um, well, some of us will. I think actually probably most of us will just be talking and playing games and having fun. But you can watch a football game. But really, it's about being together. It's about having fun and eating food together. So friends, football, food, it's its what it's all about. And so that will be Sunday, November 6th, right after service. Uh, do two things. Number one, bring a dish to, to share. But number two, Wear a jersey of your favorite sports team. We're also going to be repping our team, and so that's going to be a jersey day. Um, so I'll, I'll be wearing a jersey of, of my choice, and I have a few to choose from, so i got to pray about that. Um, and then uh, wear that, and let's just have fun together. November 6th. It's going to be awesome. All right. Who's ready to get into the Word this morning? Do Are we ready? It, this is going to, you know, I, what, we're, what we're going to be talking about, we've been in this, we just recently started a series called Kingdom Come. And sometimes we can say that kind of nonchalantly, right? Like we can say that like, your kingdom come, your will be done. And we just kind of go through a verbiage and it becomes something almost Christianese. But how many of you know, when we're saying your kingdom come, that's a powerful statement. And we're going to be talking and looking in scripture, uh, really everything that we actually just sang. 
And I was so thankful. You know, how many of you are thankful for our worship team, right? And, you know, we don't, we, yes, you can clap. That's good. And we, we actually didn't really go through what we're talking about, but it's literally everything that we sang about. What is happening in the spirit when we give praise to the Lord? What is happening when we worship him? How do we invite his kingdom and his rule to be established in our lives and really everywhere that we go? And so what we're going to do is we're going to actually spend some time just going through scripture and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us and give us a picture of what did Jesus mean when he said, this is how you pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Can we just pray this morning? Father, we come to you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what you have in store for this day. And Lord, it is our heart, Lord, that you are a king. You have a kingdom. And we want to see that kingdom here. We want to see your kingdom established in our lives. And so, Lord, we open our hearts to hear you speak a word that will change our lives forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6 this morning, and um, we're going to actually spend some time talking through uh, what Jesus was was praying here. And so I would encourage you, if you have a Bible, bring it with you so you can follow along. But I want to start in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. This has been kind of the foundational verse of this series. This is what Jesus says. Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And we've been talking about kingdom come. We've, we believe that the Lord is giving us a, a, not, not just a strategy, but he is giving us a glimpse of his heart for each one of us about how he wants us to come alive in him, about how he wants to have his will be done in our lives. And to see revival come to our church, to come to this city, to come to our homes. And so I want to talk to you about how the kingdom of God comes wherever you are. And really, I want to look at what Jesus said uh, just before this verse. Just a few verses before in Matthew 6, verse 6. And this is when the disciples asked Jesus, Jesus, how should we pray? And Jesus says, but you, when you pray... Go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Everybody said amen. And so here's Jesus, and he's speaking to his disciples. He's talking about pray, and he says, when you pray, pray like this. He says, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. Now, this is a very interesting thing that we can often overlook. Yes, Jesus is saying, hey, don't try to look religious, or when you pray, don't only pray when you're around other people. Don't pray like you just want to prove that you and God are okay. No, when you pray, pray in the secret place. Go pray in your room. But I want you to notice that Jesus is pointing out that there are two distinct locations in this moment. There is, number one, the room you are in, right? That's here on earth. There is a place that you go to and you are saying, God, I'm coming to you to seek you, to pray to you. And so Jesus says there is a place here on earth in your room, but there is also another place called the secret place, talking about in heaven, right? There is two distinct locations that Jesus is referring to here. And then Jesus says in verse 9, he says, in this manner, therefore, pray. How many of you know Jesus didn't say when you pray, just use these exact words, right? 
No, he was giving us a model. He says, in this manner, this is how it should be. This is, this is what we are doing. This is our approach. And some take this prayer and sometimes we make it think like it's a lucky's ra- lucky rabbit's foot, right? I, I, in fact, we were with our friends and we had, uh, uh, this, just this last week, we were at a district conference in Denver, Colorado. And it was good to be with friends. It's refreshing to be with friends. And we had some friends in a car. We had rented a car and we got a free upgrade. And this upgrade was, what is it called? An Escalade. You guys know what that is? It's overkill. Like, it is ridiculous. Like, this thing is massive. It's not just an SUV. It's like an SUV on steroids. And it has a million features. It doesn't even ask you what you want. There were times where I would be sitting and all of a sudden I feel air conditioning coming behind me and from my seat, right? And then all of a sudden I'm like, there's times where the heat was on. And it's like, I didn't ask for these things. It just, it's telling me what I want, when I want it, and this is how you want it, right? This thing was extra. I kept saying the whole trip, I would just look at it and I'd shake my, I'm like, this thing is so extra, right? I think I counted, there were six screens in this TV. There was one in the dash. There was one in the panel. There was one in the rear view mirror. Like, it wasn't even a a window. It was literally video of behind you because there was so much stuff in the way you couldn't use a mirror, right? And then there was TVs and the seats, and I'm just like, this thing is so extra. Well, when you're in Denver, you're driving through mountains, right? And those mountains can get a little windy at times, and we had our friends in the car, and Susie was at the helm, and she is not a Midwest driver. She is a California driver. You guys know what I mean? Like, she is going at a different pace than everybody else, and she sometimes uses a blinker and sometimes doesn't. I mean, it's like, okay, we are living on the edge here. Well, when you're going through mountains with a California driver, all of a sudden you want to start saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, right? And one of our friends started praying that prayer, and I'm like, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Like, oh, Jesus, we got to get right, okay? And sometimes we use this prayer and we pray it just kind of like a, a in, in a vain repetition of like, this is like going to do something just because it's being said. But we can overlook what Jesus was really actually saying. Jesus is saying there is a certain manner or way or sequence of praying certain things that gets to the heart of the Father. There is a certain approach, a certain strategy that when you do it this way, you will capture the Father's attention. I don't know about you, but I want to pray prayers that move heaven, that are effective, where his kingdom power, his kingdom rule doesn't just stay in heaven. No, it comes and meets me right where I am. Amen? And so Jesus says, he says, when you pray, pray this way. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Notice that the first thing that Jesus does is he addresses the Father. And he says, hallowed be your name. That word hallowed means holy, adored, set apart, distinct is your name. In other words, Jesus is saying, begin by coming to the Father with worship. Begin by recognizing that this is not just some God in a far, no, this is a holy God. A powerful God who has created you, who has a purpose for your life, who loves you, who has done everything to be with you. When you come, don't just say, this is what I need. I need, I need. That's another one of my favorite, uh, my wife's favorite movies. It's one of my least favorite. Where, what about Bob? I need, I need, I need. Don't come to the Father like that. Recognize first who you're talking to. This is a holy God. Holy God, he says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then he says these three words, your kingdom come. Now, sometimes these three words get swallowed up into your kingdom come, your will be done. But there's something powerful that Jesus is bringing to us when he says this. It's your kingdom come. You see, Jesus is talking about us entering a room here on earth. He says, when you go to pray, pray in your room. Close the door. He's talking about us entering a room here on earth. But Father God is sitting upon a throne in the throne room of heaven. And Jesus is saying, as you pray here at a location on earth, the Father God is in the secret place. And if you pray in this way, after declaring who he is, 
one of the things that we can pray is your kingdom come. How many of you know a kingdom has a king? And a king sits upon a throne. And I want to show you that when we come into prayer and we begin to praise and worship appropriately, that we can not only enter the room here on earth. How many of you know it's one thing to be in a room here on earth? But that when we can come to him and worship him appropriately, we can literally enter a place called the secret place where we come into the throne room of God and we say, Lord, your kingdom come. We see this throughout the Bible. We see that there are two locations referred to and described as somehow coming together. A place on earth and a place in heaven coming together supernaturally. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Well, wait a minute. Isn't the throne room, the throne of grace, wouldn't that be in heaven? So is this scripture just saying, let us, when it says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, is it only talking about after we die? Or is this somehow implying and telling us that here on earth, in some way, in some how, we can in our own rooms step right into the throne room of God? So when Jesus says, your kingdom come. I want us to recognize that this is not just something that Jesus threw in this prayer to sound good. This wasn't just like, oh, this kind of rhymes. This has a good rhythm to it. No, there was so much more. That this is something that we are to voice out in a spiritual atmosphere where heaven and earth meet. And even though we are here on earth, there is an opportunity for us to step into the throne room of heaven. Your kingdom come, your will be done. How many of you know that when we're talking about the will of God being done, it doesn't just happen automatically? Did you know that? In fact, Scripture says God is not willing that any should perish. He's not willing that any should perish. But the reality is, is there are people who are perishing. And they're not just dying physically, they are dying spiritually. But how many of you know that if people will open their mouths, confess Jesus as Lord, and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead, they will be saved. And the power of God comes in, and it gives them a born-again spirit right in that moment. Why? Because they believed and they confessed with their mouth. In the same way, just by opening our mouth and declaring and that the kingdom of God come. The kingdom of God does not come until people open their mouths and welcome his kingdom. Jesus is saying, listen, if you want my kingdom to be established here on earth, you have to, number one, believe and recognize who I am, but number two, you have to invite it with your mouth. You must lift your voice, look to me, come to me in, your, in that room, and when you come in and you recognize who I am, you come into the throne room of grace, and you must lift your voice and say, your kingdom come. And so Jesus is saying, will you pray this way? Will you pray in a way that goes beyond disbelief, that goes beyond hope, that's more than just a wish and a prayer? Will you pray this way? Will you pray in a way that captures the heart of the Father that, that allows you to come into that throne and to approach him boldly and say, God, I know you want to do something significant in this place. I know you want to do something significant in my life. So I declare with my mouth as I give you praise, your kingdom come. Can we see how powerful this is? You know, we see that the Apostle John had an experience like this, where he visually saw and captured in Scripture the throne room of heaven. We see this in Revelation chapter 4, starting at verse 1, and I, I, I am blown away, away by this vision. Verse 1 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a door. Everybody say door. John is looking. And he says, behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, come up here. So notice, 
John is here on earth, right? When he saw this vision, when he had this vision, John is in a place here on earth and he can see a door. And so once again, we see that there is a, there is this elimination, this gap that can be removed between earth and heaven. You guys with me? Is everybody with me? Oh, this is so important because I think if we can see this, it will motivate us to approach things a little bit differently. But this is what the Lord wants. And so John is here on earth and he has this vision of what is happening in the throne room. And a voice says, come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately, I was in the spirit. Let me ask you, how can we engage right here on earth in the throne room of God? It happens in the spirit. And here's John. He says, immediately, I was in the spirit and behold, a throne. What did John see? A throne. Behold, a throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and sardius stone in appearance. And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And they had crowns of gold on their head. And from the throne, now listen closely, from the throne proceeded lightning, thunderings, and voices. Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal. And in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature like a calf. The third living creature had a face like a man. And the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. The four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is to come. Whenever. Everybody say, whenever. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders, they fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. And they cast their crowns before the Lord saying, you are worthy, Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So notice, this is what is happening in the throne room. There's, in the throne room is this atmosphere of praise and worship. And these four creatures, which sound super freaky... But really what the Bible is describing is these beautiful, angelic creatures. These four creatures, when they would begin to cry out to the Lord saying, Holy, 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 we see that there are 24 elders who are seated on thrones that respond to the worship that they are, that is taking place and they cast their crowns and they too fall down in worship. In other words, there is an intense atmosphere of worship that is happening in the throne room. Can we all see that? This is important because the king is seated on the throne and in the throne room is an environment of worship, an atmosphere of praise and worship. We see another description of the throne room in Isaiah chapter 6. This is 700 years before John would have this vision. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim, angels. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled full of his glory. We're seeing that continued atmosphere of worship, but I want you to notice this in verse 4. It says, and the posts of the door. Everybody say the door. 
What did John see in his vision? A door, an open door. And here we are, when they would cry out saying, holy, 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 it says the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. You see, the posts of the door were shaken. John, we just saw that John in his vision, Revelation chapter 4, that he saw a door, and he went through the door, and he saw the throne room of God. And here Isaiah is saying that I saw creatures, and they were singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And when they sang, the posts of the door, not just a door, the door. The posts of the door were shaken. Amen? As I was reading this this morning, I was convicted to the core because I, I think we far underestimate the reality of his kingdom coming. Of what is accessible and what he really wants to do right here on earth. That we would see his kingdom come. And I think we oftentimes we underestimate that when we begin to praise the Lord and we begin to call on the kingdom of God, how many of you know his kingdom really wants to come? When we come together in spaces like this and the worship leader says, let's stand together and let's praise the Lord. Do we really believe that when we give praise to the Father, we say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed, praise, holy is your name. That when we sing those things, we far underestimate that God is saying, I am ready. I am ready that what is happening right here in heaven can happen right there on earth. But then sometimes we just come and we approach it like, oh my gosh, I just want to get through this. Oh, I just... I had such a morning. How often do we underestimate what God really wants to do? But how many of you know he wants to transcend the atmosphere between heaven and earth and allow the throne room of God to come right where we are? where we share the same place. And it can't be done in the physical, but it can be done in the spirit. I want to give a reference. This is another example in Scripture where I believe this is what happened. Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, Peter and John were arrested for preaching the gospel. They were arrested. And the, the, fair, the, the religious rulers of that time, they scolded them and they demanded, stop talking about Jesus. Why? Because you're making a mess of everything. How many of you know there was a kingdom that was established already? But Jesus came to establish a new kingdom. And that kingdom was coming. It was causing a ruckus. It was, people were uncertain. People were scared. And so they commanded them not to preach the gospel. And they threatened them saying, don't you dare preach in Jesus's name anymore. And we come to Acts chapter four, verse 23. And it says, and being let go, they went to their companions and they reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God. Talking about Peter, John, and their companions. It says, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is within them. So these disciples of Jesus, they just got out of being with the religious rulers of the age. They were told to stop preaching. They were making a mess. They were threatened. And Peter had said, listen, whether we listen to you or we listen to God, let God be the judge on that one. You see, there was a, there was a rule that was being set before them saying you must do it this way. How many of you know there is a world all around us that says in order for you to be successful, to be a good person, to, to, to really, this is how you should be loving others. How many of you know there are, there is a kingdom all around us that is saying you must do it this way. But Jesus came saying, no, I have come to establish a new kingdom. 
And so here he is. They come back and they say, they come back to their companions. And the first thing they say with one accord is they look to heaven. They say, Lord, you are God. They were saying, Lord, you are higher than these rulers. You are higher than their strategies. You are higher than the opinions. You are higher than the threats. You are God. You see, what were they doing? You see, they're not using the exact same words of Jesus, but they are praying in the same manner that Jesus prayed, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. They are looking to heaven and say, You are God. Verse 25 says, Who by the mouth of your servant David have said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Does this sound familiar? Verse 27, for truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel who were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants with all boldness that they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. I want you to notice what's happening. They're, 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 they're saying, Lord, your kingdom come. And they're saying, it's time for your power to be stretched out. It's time for your will to be done, for you to move in, in your authority and in your power. The people are saying one thing here on earth, but Lord, we are looking to you. You are God, and we say, Lord, let your power come forth here in this place. They say, by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And notice verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they, they were assembled together was shaken. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. I don't think this was just a random earthquake. I don't think this was an earthquake at all. It says, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Notice, it doesn't say there was an earthquake, right? There wasn't some disaster. No, the place where they were, shaken, they were together, where they prayed, was shaken. Why? Because Jesus is telling us how to pray prayers that move heaven. How to pray prayers and come into alignment with the throne room of heaven to see his kingdom come. What happened when the angels cried out in heaven? The doors were shaken. What happened when these people in one accord began to cry out to God and say, Lord, you are God. And we say, your kingdom come. The place was shaken. It was a moment where heaven and earth were meeting. And when we begin by giving him praise, we are aligning ourselves with what is already happening in the throne room. That is why when we talk about let's come, let's come together and let's sing to the Lord. Let's praise his name. Why? Because we want to, this room to match what is happening in heaven. That's why when we sing and we lift our hands or we fall on, why do we do that? Because that's what's happening in heaven. It's not tradition. We want heaven and earth to meet. And in order for that to happen, we must align ourselves with what is taking place in heaven. And we must recognize and come to him boldly by saying, Lord, you are God. Now come. Come and do what you want to do. Let your power be seen. And the place where they were together was shaken. Is this exciting for anybody else? Is this good? Your kingdom come. And so when we begin by giving him praise, we are aligning ourselves with what is happening in the throne room. And if we don't have the same atmosphere here on earth that is in the throne room, then we're not aligned with the doorposts. When we're coming in and we are apathetic, and we say, well, if God wants to do something, he'll do something. How many of you know that's not what God expects or is saying? Jesus said, well, no, no, no. You set the tone. 
you look to me. You recognize who I am, and when you do, and you call upon me, I will come. I will come right where you are. How many of you know this doesn't just happen in a church? Jesus saying, no, 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 when you pray, go to your room. How many of you know this is supposed to happen in your home? where the power of God comes right into your home, right into your midst, and he begins speaking things, he begins doing things, he begins breaking things. You see, Jesus is saying this is much more than just a Sunday thing, this is a life thing. And we begin by saying, holy is the Lord. When we say, holy is the Lord, we are aligning ourselves with heaven, and then we begin to say, Lord, your kingdom come. And when that happens, there is an alignment between us and whatever situation we find ourselves in and the throne room of God. I can tell you this. There there are moments where I feel like I, I just don't have it. I feel like I don't know what to do. The times where I go into my room and I close the door and maybe I put some worship music on and I begin to lift my hands and I begin to call out and say, God, this is who you are. This is what you will do. How many of you know all of a sudden I see my situation a little differently? Why? Because I'm aligning myself to those doorposts. And I'm inviting heaven right where I stand in that moment. You see, from this throne where the creator of the universe sits comes lightning and thunder. In other words, from his throne room comes power. When we align ourselves with the throne room of heaven, we are inviting the power of God into our situation. And when we come into that atmosphere, we begin to experience the power of that king. We begin to experience the heart of that throne. We begin to experience the rule of that kingdom in our lives. And so when Jesus said to pray, your kingdom come, How many of you know Jesus was saying, no, this is a literal deal. This isn't a figure of speech. His kingdom coming doesn't mean your will be done. They're not synonymous. No, your kingdom will come. And how many of you know when his kingdom comes, his will will be done? When Jesus said this, it was a literal statement saying, Father, we're asking for your kingdom authority. We're asking for your kingdom power. Lord, we're asking for something that makes a difference, that alters the course of history. We're we're asking for something that when we speak to people, they're cut to the heart. Where they can no longer go about life the same way, but they've experienced you, they've encountered you, they know your love, they see your power. And in that moment, everything is changed. Something that overcomes the obstacles that we find ourselves in. The fear, the anxiety. We're saying, your kingdom come. And when they prayed like this, what happened? They began to feel the shaking. The Lord was stirring things up. He was moving things in the spirit that was going to change the reality of the physical And when they prayed, they began to feel shaking, but I'm convinced what they were feeling was the shaking of the throne room of God. Because in that moment, the throne room of God was relocated to Jerusalem, right where they were. How many of you know if God did it then, he wants to do it again? And he's looking for people that will have a heart of expectancy, that will believe, And that will use their mouth to say, your kingdom come. You are God. You are Lord. You are God Almighty. Your kingdom come. Show us your power. Do what only you can do. Amen? I don't know about you, but this is an opportunity that the Lord is bringing to us. This is an opportunity that can happen in your home throughout the week. And this is something that we should be seeing right here when we're together. I don't want to settle for just going through vain repetition. 
where we're just singing songs. We sing three songs. We say a prayer. We have a message. But that we would be people that expects that when we do what Jesus said, he will come right there. And in the spirit, the gap between heaven and earth is eliminated. And the spirit starts to flow and the spirit starts to move. This is what is happening in the spirit when we come and we say, let's stand together and praise the Lord. So powerful. So powerful. Amen. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm going to invite the... um, What song do you have? Yeah, great, perfect. Can you just lead it, though, or do you need everybody? Well, I'll have Micah come up, and then... um, But let's go ahead and stand together. Is this good? Listen, what we're talking about, this is available to every single believer in Christ Jesus. This is available to everyone where in an instant you can see the gap between the throne room of heaven and the place where you are on earth closed. But we have to align ourselves. Amen? We have to align ourselves. Because if the atmosphere of heaven is not where you are, then we're not aligned with the throne. I don't know about you, but I want to be in alignment. And it comes when we recognize who he is. It comes when we surrender our preference. We surrender our approach. We surrender our tradition. And we lift our hands. We look to heaven and say, God, you are good. You are a holy God. We start declaring who he is. And in that moment, we are coming into the throne room. And then we say, your kingdom come. Lord, that situation in my life, Lord, let your power come right into it. Lord, I think I might know the way to fix it. I think, sometimes I think I know what's best, but God, I don't know anything. And so God, I'm calling out to you, your kingdom come. Your will be done. God, I don't know how to raise my kids in a way that honors and pleases you. And so Lord, I surrender and I call out to you and I say, Lord, come. Come right here, Lord. I'm, you are a good God, and you love me. You love my family, and so I'm calling on you. Would you come now? Your kingdom come. So can we do this? Can we just come? And I'm going to actually invite us. Can we just come up to the front this morning? If this is resonating with you, let's just come to the front. Let's fill this space right here, and let's come together as the body this morning. And let's sing these words to the Lord. And you don't have to, by the way. But let's, but I'm inviting you. Let's come up here. And let's invite the Lord into this moment. Let's, let's lift our hands to him. Let's look to heaven. And let's just give him praise. And I would encourage you as we are singing, begin to call on him. Call on him. Use the words of your mouth. Use your words. And say, your kingdom come. Let's sing together.
that we would take this moment of being in this atmosphere of praise and worship where we've just heard the word of the Lord where we've seen a glimpse of his heart and what he wants to do that we would just take this moment and respond to the Lord and I'm just going to encourage every single person here that we would 
in some shape, in some way, or in some manner, that we would humble ourselves before the Lord and that we would lift our face and that we would look to heaven. But whatever that posture of humility looks like for you, maybe it's singing the words out loud and you're like, man, I don't sing very good. How many, that, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible just says, no, we lift our voice and we say, we sing. But maybe you're here and maybe it's just for you. It's just lifting your hands in a posture of surrender and worship. The Bible says, lift your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Maybe it's singing the Lord a new song. How many of you know that's a thing? Where we just lift our voice and we just say, God, you are good. I don't know about you, but I love throwing in my own praise other than just the lyrics on the screen. I love saying things that reemphasize or solidify in me who he is and what he will do. Or maybe it's getting on your knees and just say, God, I surrender all to you. But I don't, I don't want to miss this moment. And so I'm going to invite every person here that we would approach his throne, that we would come to the throne room of grace with boldness and confidence. And we don't do it by might. We don't do it by what performance. No, we do it in the spirit of faith that when we declare who God is, and we invite him to come into our situation and we surrender to him. He comes in in a moment. He comes in with power. He comes like a flood. He comes to bring life and refreshing, to do a new thing. And so if you are here and you are saying, God, I want you to do something in my life. This is what I'm saying. Then let's humble ourselves. Let's look to heaven and let's lift our voice and say, God, you are worthy. You are wonderful. You are mighty. You are worthy, God. And let's invite him into this space. Let's invite him to this moment. And so let's take our posture right now. I'm just going to invite you right where you are. Let's take that posture that you know that may be a little bit uncomfortable for you. But let's say, God, you are worthy. And let's just sing to him. You're beautiful, you're 
Lord Jesus, we don't we don't want to settle anymore. We don't want to settle for vain repetition. We're desperate for you. And Father, we desire to see your kingdom come. Lord, we desire to see your power unleashed, Lord, in us and through us. Lord, wherever we go, wherever we find ourselves, Lord, that we wouldn't look to what our what we can do, but God, that we would lift our face to you and we would say you are worthy. You are Lord of all, creator of all things. You hold all things together. So come and do your work. Come and do what only you can do. We want you. We want more of you. Lord, do a work in us. Do a work in this place, Lord, that we would not settle. That we would not settle for counterfeits. That we wouldn't settle for what looks good only. But Lord, that we would move in obedience to your word that we would move in faith according to your promises. And Lord, that we would see your kingdom in this time, in this season. Lord, that you would cause fruit in our lives. Lord, that as we go about our jobs, as we go about our relationships, as we work and hold together the families, Lord, that we are in, Lord, that you would move mightily in Jesus' name, and Lord, that you would do things beyond our wildest expectations, Lord, not because we did something so great, but because you are a good God who we look to, who we trust in, who we call upon, Lord, when we have in our time of need, Lord, that we would be a people who move in faith and a people who remember who you are. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we all said amen. 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 He is good, amen. And we need our eyes open to that more and more. And that happens in moments where we come and we align ourselves according to his instructions, according to what he has said. You know, one thing that we, we should always be on the lookout for is when we find ourselves in our hearts say something to the effect of, well, that's not my style. Just, I would encourage you, let the Spirit speak to you. Oh yeah, come on up. Is this, hold on. It's just not, this is available to everybody, wherever we are. You probably saw the welcome mat in the spirit. That's probably where you saw it. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't see it. What we're going to do is we're going to dismiss here, but I'm going to ask uh, that we keep this. We'll allow, if you need prayer, we'll pray with you. You can come up front. 
but let's just keep, we'll keep this space, just an atmosphere of worship. Um, but we really want people to fellowship too. So feel free to grab coffee, um, out, outside, talk with one another, tell someone how God's been good to you, but we'll keep this space, um, in worship as some people might need to just spend some more time with the Lord here this morning. All right. We love you. You're dismissed. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Chapel Valley Church. We want to hear from you, so please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at info at chapelvalley.org. We hope you stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Chapel Valley Church. You can also stay updated by visiting our website, chapelvalley.org.